0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for a new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Monday of the new week, and there is so much going on. The world is quite the place to live in. Um, There are so many things that happen in a day, in a moment, even in that day, that is impossible for me to to talk through as um, all the things. Um, I can't even get to fifteen different things um, because there's always something happening. But the idea is always to understand that as many stories or. Things that happen in our lives, in our days, in our world, and it's um, a constant thing. And it's our worlds are often shrunk to just our own individual world, but we are all interconnected one way or another because we're all living on the same planet. We are all vying for the same air to breathe, uh, the same idea of living our our life the way we desire to so as all these stories constantly circle our lives um I try to pick out a couple that mean something to to me personally and um sometimes they may fall through the cracks for some other people and then i try to find stories of positivity that i appreciate and show me the resiliency of human spirit um, of, of what it means to do nice things for other people or just a reminder of how good humanity can be as well And we don't always get to hear those stories because, in the infinite cycle of news, um, sometimes positive stories fall through the cracks because they don't get ratings. Let's just be 100% honest. So, I purposefully try to make sure to to find those for you. So, I hope that's working. And uh, if you ever want to share some with me, you can, but we'll talk more about that later. So again, today is Monday. There's so much happening in our world. I'll talk about a couple of things, but we'll finish it out with some positivity and optimism as always. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. So the first story I want to get to is about um, racism. I know. I talk about racism. Well, as a black man, I think this is always an important topic. Um, And as it is constantly in our news cycle, um, constantly an, an issue people don't believe it exists, um... It is something that is always uh important for me to focus on as um you know especially since I do activism work, but also just in terms of I need to remind myself that it is constant, even if I don't experience it, it is still being experienced all the time. I experience it sometimes, not always. Black people don't always experience it, but they do um so every experience is unique and individualized. You know, you can go through a day without experiencing it. You can maybe even go through a week without experiencing it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I've been through numerous experiences in my life that prove to me it exists. So um, I, I, over the weekend, I was attending another protest. Um, and... We had, you know, anti-protesters yelling at us, telling us all lives matter, not black lives, um, we're stupid, all this other stuff, you know, fine, whatever. But my story is going to come from a article from The Root, and you can go on and read this article, I found it posted actually by a friend uh, last night, and I thought it was a brilliant article. So the article is, a judge asked Harvard to find out why so many black people were in prison. They could only find one answer. Systemic racism. All right. So the article breaks down what racism means, um, how it works in our policing. Uh, um, A lot of this, you know, is, is... in Massachusetts, but if you are to look at the numbers on a uh, much larger scale and say the whole U.S., you will see numbers that are relatively similar. So I'm not going to break down and go into all these numbers for you, but what what I'm going to say is that this article also posts the link to the data uh, that Harvard was able to um, to, uh, what's the word, cultivate, and you can read their entire 100-page report. I have not done that yet, but I do plan to read as much of it as possible um, as soon as the time comes. But I want you to find that article, especially if you don't believe racism exists, or especially if you feel that um, there are others in your your life who don't believe racism exists, this is a way to actually prove to them how systemic racism particularly in prisons is work uh there are many other ways that you can see systemic racism if you know anything about redlining that's another way if you know anything about um uh you know just many many different facets of uh how housing disproportionately uh it affects black people and i'm not talking about redlining specifically i'm talking about there was an article written not long ago about tax rates for uh housing for black people versus white people so there's a systemic racism on many different levels this one is talking specifically about prisons um so i'm gonna read just a couple little uh, quick notes white people make up roughly 70 per, 74% of the massachusetts population while uh, accounting for 58.7% of uh cases in their data meanwhile black people make up just 6.5% of the massachusetts population and account for 17.1% of cases this is about cases that are in you know criminal system so 74% makes up 58%, but 6.5% makes up 17.1%. Big disparity there in numbers. All right. Um it talks about how uh disproportionate sentencing, uh disproportionate uh you know m- uh bail, um people getting black people charged with higher offenses. There being two separate systems. Um about black people not being criminals about the differences that you know you get in sentencing length uh differences in drugs and guns being found on you it even talks about being charged with uh, they call it oui um operating under the influence you know depending on where you are slightly dui driving under the influence whatever the case may be operating a vehicle under the influence versus carrying an unlicensed firearm sentencing um in in this article um so there are so many facts and figures that are broken down in here i i strongly encourage you to go in and uh read the article and please also take some time and i'm not going to tell you you have to read the whole hundred page um uh i don't know the word the the whole hundred page study there we go sorry about that the whole hundred page study but i i would recommend giving it a look through start reading a couple pages look at some of the the ideas of what it says so you can truly uh talk about it um the second story i want to talk about is the controversy over the new Netflix movie "Cuties." Um, I have not seen the movie. I have not even seen the trailer for it. Um, I've only seen one picture uh, that was out on it. Um, I don't. I don't have an interest in seeing the movie, and I'm not sure if it's just because I'm afraid of what everybody has been saying about it or um, not, you know, so the idea of the movie is supposed to make us uncomfortable, but the controversy becomes at the expense of it being uh young girls being sexualized. I am not for that, but I am for calling out the problem that we have in society with the sexualization of, of, girls in general um it is okay to encourage girls to own their feminism own their qualities as women but it doesn't mean it we make it um be the only qualities we see and the only qualities we care about or or want them to uh play up but also when you talk about children that changes everything. Um and you know, there's all this controversy about, you know, uh sex trafficking and we have a lot of misinformation going on right now about who sex trafficked and where and then there's the whole Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and there's QAnon and there's there is an overabundance of people who are trying to blame a group of people for being sex traffickers but that's not helping stopping uh the actual sex trafficking that happens in this world and this movie is supposed to bring attention to the fact that you know we do this in this world um I don't know if the movie does a good job of it I don't know if the movie does a bad job about it um all i know is that this movie is creating controversy right now the director is saying that it was almost a a piece for her to tell her story as well because she grew up like this um she says she recreated the little girl she was at that age growing up in two cultures is what gave her the strength and the values she has today um as a child, she says she used to question how to become a woman, and that was her obsession. Um, she, she says the idea for the film came to her when she was at a gathering in, in Paris where she saw a group of uh, 11-year-old girls performing a very sexual, very sensual dance, um, so she spent a year and a half doing research, uh, preparing for the film. And she says, I, I needed to know how they felt about their own femininity in today's society and how they dealt with their self-image at a time when social media is so important. Um. She says, children just imitate what they see to achieve the same result without understanding the meaning, uh, the meaning. And yeah, it's dangerous. So her idea was to show that this is dangerous and how we have to teach not just girls but teach uh boys as well uh teach people that this is this this whole desire to be on social media be beautiful all the time and and be sexualized is harming specifically these these girls in in this world um and how You know, boys need to... Well, I don't know if the movie's talking about the boys. I I have no idea on that. I think it's just solely focused on the the girls. But boys in this world need to understand and we need to start teaching them to allow women to be empowered as well Um, and and what consent means and, and what it means to to uh uh, respect women and appreciate them and yeah and find them attractive if uh you know you're a a straight male to find them attractive but in no way does it mean you get to sexualize them even if you see them um presenting themselves in this way and there's so this this is so deep this gets so convoluted it's so heavy there are people who are calling to ban netflix there are people who are trying to say it's it's porn i don't know in um when it was released in in france it didn't cause as much controversy people saw it as a way of being uncomfortable and what it meant to have this happen and how it was something that needed to be called out but here in america you know we have politicians saying and i don't know if these politicians are are understanding or if they're jumping on what they think is the correct thing to do, I, I honestly have no idea. I know I went really long in that segment, but uh, those are some very important things that are happening right now, and there's no real answer. Um, we have to all make decisions based on our knowledge, but all I can say is knowledge is going to give you an informed decision and opinion. So please just read, look into things before you decide that things are terrible or things are great or things exist or don't exist. Um, And always look for more than one thing to read, okay? All right. That's enough of that. I'll be back in just a moment with some positive news for the day. All right, let's get to some positive news. So my first positive news story comes from a lady who just competed in a grueling, uh, they call it Sea Summit Triathlon in France. Um, The story from her though is she is a cancer survivor and she became the first woman to complete this grueling Sea Summit Triathlon. And it's a a swim cycle and run, and it's over 330 miles, and it was completed in just five days. Um, so she uh, set out on a, on Friday and completed it after four days and 23 hours and 41 minutes. She's a 39-year-old. Uh, she battled severe pain, cramping, hallucinations. She couldn't sleep very well. She couldn't eat very well uh, during the runs. Um, you know, so she was able to battle through, she was diagnosed with severe endometriosis and cervical cancer in 2017 and needed life-saving surgery. So now she's raising awareness of women's reproductive health and of endometriosis. Um, so if you don't know what, uh, those are, uh, Endometriosis is a debilitating condition that causes painful or heavy periods. Um, so that's she set up a charity and it's Lady Talk Matters. In her uh, her hope is to normalize the conversation uh, about female reproductive matters. She is from uh, England herself. She says she's happy, exhausted, and relieved. Um, everything went as planned, aside from you know the things that that uh, she. She couldn't overcome like her a hard time sleeping during the rest periods and couldn't keep food down, but nothing uh, catastrophic went wrong for her in the five days. Um, She said she had doubts along the way, but she kept reminding herself why she was doing what she was doing Uh, again. So it was she she had to um, swim the circumference of a lake, which is twenty three miles. Uh, she had to cycle 205 miles with 30,000 feet of vertical climbing around uh, Mount Mount Mont Blanc, and run uh, 105 miles with 4,000 feet of vertical climbing around the Ultra Trail Trail de Mont Blanc. So, good for her, uh, bringing awareness. Again, her charity is Lady Talk Matters, and uh, you can go on there and learn about her. Uh, congratulations on. Andrea Mason, and uh, I hope your charity continues to do well. The second story is going to come from a story about how the Ice Bucket Challenge actually helped. I don't know if you remember the Ice Bucket Challenge from a couple years back now. Uh, it was for ALS research and it helped raise more than 200 million worldwide. Um, it did not come up with a cure it's not not a, a miracle cure that happened but what it did is provided more money into their research and they were able to come up with a new um uh medicine if you will that is is under um severe testing right now and it's been uh, really showing improvements um they're in phase 2 uh hoping for a phase 3 of the of the study of the drug test and it's it's um been helping more uh patients you know um it's been going through you can read the whole article on the study it's very intricate it talks to you about like uh pain um numbers that they have these this point system that they have and and how it changes and you know they say it's 2.32 points less than uh those receiving the placebo those who's taking the medication a 25 percent better functional outcome um So it's making moves, the idea is that they're going to try to be able to keep everybody on this drug as well um, and change the people who were on the placebo to actually giving them the drug as it's been successful. There's a lot more work they have to do, but the ice bucket challenge is what gave them the start to be able to do this this work to get where they are currently and hoping that they can continue this work, like I said, as they move towards a phase three trial um which they I believe they're working on um uh so that you know this will be able to be given out uh on a regular basis so they they're doing work so congratulations to everybody who helped participate in the ALS ice bucket challenge you you actually helped by donating and allowing this work to continue all right i'll be back in a moment with my positive quote Nope. I'm going to give you your positive step first. I almost fooled myself. Positive step, and then we'll do your quote to finish it off. All right, I'll be right back. The positive step today is going to be about finding the balance in your life okay this is one of those things that's easier said than done and i understand that you know there's a balance between your home life your work life your um family life your personal life your uh personal time your family time your time for uh, socializing your social media time your uh computer time your your alone time your movie time whatever the time may be there is always a balance needed and it is sometimes very difficult to achieve okay um however you can do your best and maybe plot out uh, a a weekly chart a, a daily chart if you want to if you can or just being cognizant and aware of the 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 balance that you are, are striving towards but you can find it through even the easy, easy breathing techniques or taking some time for exercise just clear your mind taking a walk help you out um, it may allow you to piece things together a little bit more we all feel it especially as you know our lives are very malleable currently with the the times we live in um we are all kind of clay and we are being stretched and we are being rolled and we are being pulled and pushed and prodded in different ways you know if you're if you have kids they're back at school if you're a teacher you're back at school this the the virus is still around depending on where you work maybe you're still working from home you're now you're dealing with homeschooling as well virtual learning there's so many different facets of things you're protesting you're not protesting you 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 want to help you don't know what to do your desires Don't get overwhelmed all the time, slow down. I know it's me talking about slowing down and it's not gonna make you, but try to find that slow down moment. Try to find a balance for yourself between work and play and fun and relaxation. Just look for that balance for yourself. Make charts, make lists, uh, chart your week out, plot out some things where you're gonna take some time for yourself, for your family, Uh, Put your phone down for a little bit longer today than you did yesterday. Whatever the case may be, you've got this. You can find a balance in your life. It will help you out, help clear your head, help keep you going in the right direction. All right, it's going to tie directly into my quote, and I will be back in just a moment to give you that. As I stated a moment ago, my positive quote is going to be directly related to the positive step because it comes from Albert Einstein, who we all know, theoretical physicist, uh, philosopher, um, uh, science and philosophy. He did so many wonderful things, physics. He is uh, a brilliant individual. His quote is this. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving, okay? Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. So directly corresponding and relating to what I was saying, you have to keep pushing through, keep pushing forward. That's why you can make lists for yourself, make a chart for yourself, to figure out how to move forward and how to find the right balance in your life. And it's not about necessarily stopping your day, um, I don't want you to think that um, you can't slow down, but you can still keep moving, even if it's at a slower pace, by doing something a little bit different. And um, it's also a way to help yourself find the right balance by moving forward into it. Um, you can't find balance by stopping your life, stopping everything. That's not balance. When you stop, you fall over on a bike. Same thing with life. When you stop life, you stop moving forward. That's it. You, you, that's it. You, you've fallen over. Keep moving forward. Keep looking for ways to shift and adjust. Because life is going to keep moving around you. Okay? It's going to keep going. It always happens. You have to be able to continue moving forward as well. While you balance your life, okay. Hope that uh, works out for you. I know it's a uh, something we all need to work on constantly, myself included. Thank you very much, everybody, for making it through another episode of the Daily Optimist. I know I was a little long-winded today. I hope you all bear with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to share some stories with me, you can. If you want to tell me why my stories are not what you want to hear you want to hear something different sure just have a conversation with me at all you can reach out to me on facebook i am at the daily optimist you can find me on instagram and twitter at the daily opt pod at the daily opt you can also email me i am the daily optimist at yahoo.com the daily optimist at yahoo.com tell me where i'm right tell me where i'm wrong give me your advice tell me your quotes optimism whatever you want to share with me feel free I appreciate each and every one of you. As always, please, please, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that uh, other people can find it. Subscribe so that you never miss it. And share with somebody who needs a little optimism in their day. I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, everybody, please be well.